Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. Week one of the Irishman Running Abroad Half Marathon Challenge with Sonia O'Sullivan as she coaches us all towards the half marathon distance. And for some of you, an actual race, the Antrim Coast Half Marathon on August 28th. Really easy to register. Just go to their website and maybe you can join us all there. Today, Sonia joins me to talk about and to break down the week one plan she has devised, explain the theory behind it, and let's be honest, the terminology within it. We've assembled a squad of nearly 20 athletes who we will reach out to at different points in the process, and our team captains, Neil Fuscove in Wicklow and Ashling de Maison in France, will jump on the live line later on. As usual, we'll pop around the parishes to see what you've been running this weekend, and we'll have Sonia's tip of the week and much as much much crack as possible along the way. Sonia, how are you? So I'm I'm good, yeah. I'm waking up on another grey Portland morning here. We're we're all still very hopeful of sunshine coming one day. <laughs> it's it's mid, mid midsummer now is what it is, isn't it? Just like um the longest day of the year it's today, I think, or tomorrow is it the twenty first? I am it must be nearby anyway. Uh, I don't know when the yeah, solstice right is now. here. Uh, but yeah, like, I find right that really around. bizarre that Portland still hasn't got sunshine. The sun is splitting the stones here in London, and I see a lot of Irish people in around the parishes experiencing heat and telling me, "Oh, geez, you don't know real heat until you're in Dubai." <laughs> and I don't know if Irish runners are <laughs> cut out for it. Are you? Are you a warm weather runner? Um, I actually, I don't mind the warm weather. Yeah, I mean, I think it it takes a while to get used to, and you know, you haven't been running in it for a while. Um, but yeah, I definitely rounder the sun than the cold. I like mm. the idea of when you go for your run that you don't have to be, you know, bringing so much stuff with you to change into if you have to drive somewhere or if you have to do something afterwards. Um, you know, it's when it's warm enough that you can just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a bit like that in, in flanks of the first few days of Flags up, I was so busy over there and I would go for my run or cycle or whatever I was doing in the morning and then hop on the bike and go straight to training. And, you know, you didn't have to bring a whole bag of extra gear with you because you just don't get cold. And and that's the big thing when you run, you know, it's it's humid at the moment. So you still sweat a bit when you go for a run. Um, and then when you come back, you know, you really do need to do a full change. Yeah. And well, we talked about this before. You're not a big sweater, though. <laughs> like, I, ha- I have to I have to bring this up again when you say you sweat a bit. I mean, people may remember the Hills episode we did where Sonia barely had a bead of sweat on her brow. And I mean, I drench myself like Tina got me a brand new pair of Nike running shorts for Father's Day. And it did look like I had wet myself when I came home from my run on Sunday. <laughs> I'm just well, a ha- bad, bad color. Eh? <laughs> there, bad they're like color. a sky, bl- a North Carolina <laughs> blue. And uh, yeah, they're just not uh, conducive to the heavy sweaters. Uh, but let's talk about this plan that we have in front of us, Sonia. You've spent a lot of this week crunching the numbers for our squad, which are a range of different athletes. We'll call them out here. Pamela Scofel in Houston, Connor Mooney, Michael Kinnahan, Dermot Doyle, Ashling Byrne, Jack Ryan, Mark O'Dwyer, Gavin Dooley, Tracy Byrne, David Buckley, Brendan Dempsey, Peter Howie, Laura Hobbins, 
Killian Gavin, Seamus McAteer, myself, and of course, Fiona Gygax. Um, w- w- these these athletes are from a, a range of different abilities. Sonia, maybe I'll throw to you now and you can kind of give us the, the kind of overarching umbrella theory of the plan that you've created for this half marathon challenge. Yeah, well, it's as much as much the running challenge. It's a bit of a challenge to get everybody on the one page and um, working together. Because the thing is, you know, everybody can do the same thing. We're all going to cover the same distance, so we all have to prepare for the same half marathon distance. And the only difference is that people will be doing it at their own paces. So, you know, for many, um, it will be it will mean running the same amount of time. So time and effort is the easiest way to do this when you Mm. have a big group of people. And so, you know, you could have a group of people turn up together and you say, you know, run for 30 minutes and not everybody will cover the same amount of distance, but they'll all finish at the same time. Yeah. So it makes life easy for the coach when, you know, you can have people starting together, finishing together. And I think when you start with people, and for us, it's kind of virtual start because people are all over the place. So you're all doing this together. You know, there's other people doing it at the same time. So that's a good encouragement and motivation to get yourself out there, knowing that you're part of a group, part of a team that's, you know, all working together for the same common goal. But, you know, all with different personal goals and targets to achieve at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, that buzz and that energy is what I'm trying to harness and articulate here on the show and in my Instagram stories and the various different posts I've put on Strava. And I get it back from all of the members. If you haven't joined up, if you haven't decided to give this a lash, what Sonia just said there is is the main reason, I think, to do it. This sense of isolation that began Irishman running abroad, the idea that we could run together while we're apart. Uh, it really works. That sense that we're all in it together. Yeah, you might be at it a bit longer than me, but we'll ultimately meet in Antrim and do this together. I can feel it from day one, which uh, you prescribed two days for the for the squad uh, rather than give them the entire plan this week. You started out by giving them Monday and Tuesday. And today was just that easy run. Now, will that easy run on a Monday be uh, typical of every week? Yeah, mo- well, after, I always start a week on a Monday. Some people start on a Sunday, but mm-hmm. Monday is start the week. So we'll end the week on our long run every yeah. week. And then we'll have done, you know, days of easy runs, but then also a couple of sessions in there. And so Monday will typically be a rest day or an easy day each week to recover from the week before and to set ourselves up. For the following week and now I know it's Monday you kind of think oh they're going to get started on a Monday I need to get going but you can do other things besides running you can do yoga stretching um you can go cross training whatever you like to do it might be walk the dog even or go to the coffee shop but it should be a day where you can just do what you like okay easy relaxed pace and just enjoy it and not feel like you're tied to a schedule and then the rest of the week, I think a really good idea for people to do, and you know, this could be nearly a tip of the week, is that we can we'll formulate it down into something simple later on, would be on a Sunday night to, you know, look at the schedule and think, okay, 
where am I going to fit all this in this week? And find time in the day, because I know you said last week, you had a big day and you could find no time. Yeah. You were just going the whole time. Yeah. yeah. That does happen to people, you know, um, the day just gets away from me and there's no time for running. And I think on a Sunday night or even on a Monday, you know, if you looking ahead and you see what you need to fit in and, and typically it's only about an hour out of every day, yeah. you know, it may get a little bit longer as the weeks go on. Um, I know there's all the other bits and bobs about maybe, maybe everybody doesn't run out the door. Um, so you've got to get to where you're going to run. And then there's you know, a bit of, maybe a bit of stretching before, after getting a shower, but this can all be condensed down into your life and, and the time that you have. And I think that's the thing is that everyone has to look at the time that they have and where can you find this one hour for yourself? Well, let me jump in real quick yeah. there, Sonia, because Seamus McAteer, a listener of the year last year, got in touch to say that he struggles to get that long run done on a Sunday. He would be more inclined to throw it in midweek. And even Ashling de Maison, who we'll speak to later on, one of our team captains, said the same thing. Does that matter when you do the long run? Does it have to be Sunday? Can you throw that long run in the middle of all of this and rejig all the days? You can move things around with. You just have to try and keep the order so that, you know, I suppose a, a long run and a hard session back to back is not ideal. Okay. If you do that, then the long run would need to be, you need to go pretty slow and it will have to become a recovery run. Gotcha. So that's, you know, that's the only difficulty with doing the long run in the middle of the week. Now we will get to a point where we'll be doing one long run and then one of the recovery runs will become a medium long run in the middle of the week. So that will start to get longer while the other ones stay short. So there's one, two, there's three specific days of running. And then everybody will have at least one easy day of running. So I think for a half marathon, you really do have to see yourself committing to four days per week. Okay. And so you have to work out, okay, which, which four days are the ones that will work for me? And there should be room in there to maneuver and to spread it out so that you're not doing the hard stuff back to back. And I mean, there's other ways of doing it. Like you can do your session on Tuesday morning and then maybe you could do your longer run on Wednesday afternoon and you're still getting a bit of recovery time in there that, you know, it all contributes to, you know, not wearing yourself out and not trying to do too much. And that's the thing for everybody is don't go too hard on the first week and to really find the balance, you know, you're better to err on the side of caution and easy than to have the best of every week the first week. Mm. And then come next Monday morning, you're like, thinking, how am I going to face this week? Yeah. That enthusiasm is, is a real danger. And I think especially when it's something like people being coached by Sonia O'Sullivan, where they're like, oh, my God, this is it. And I've got so much work to do. Uh, the number one way that they can avoid that uh, pitfall is by finding the correct uh, interpretation of easy is it not that if they can establish what uh, just like you and Dominic said last week what that 80% is what that pace should be is, is that the number one way that they can avoid overdoing it 
Uh, yeah, that would definitely help a lot. And particularly on days when you're feeling tired. And like I got everybody's times and everything down here on paper. And I don't think you haven't shared this yet, have you? Or you have? I haven't I haven't shared it yet. I mean, Sonia's put together a pretty yeah. impressive spreadsheet in in uh, pen and ink of literally every now, it single is hand, runner. Hand, it's hand, handwritten. It is, it is handwritten. <laughs> yeah. Because I find if you handwrite something, then you remember it more. Yeah. And it kind of goes into your brain. And so you'll remember something about everybody when you do that. And I mean, it's not in any kind of chronological order or anything. I just wrote the names down as I read them. And so I worked out easy paces. And so everybody's got a kind of a window of what your easy pace is. So, for example, my easy pace is like 5.30 to 6.11 per kilometer. Now, I rarely go that slow. Mm. So I'm not even listening to myself. (laughs) So, you know, we all have so much room to improve just by slowing down. I mean, yes, it helped me yesterday because I went out for a run in the woods and I only had an hour to get this run done. I was a bit tight on time, even though it was a Sunday. And, you know, I had kind of rationalized with myself that an hour was enough. And I thought, I'm going to start this training plan this week. And so, you know, next week will be my first proper long run. I decided, you know, I do this stuff because I enjoy it. I suppose I was having this thing. You know, I wasn't overly motivated about going out for a run. And I had decided I was going to go to Forest Park, somewhere different. Um, it's close by, but you do have to make a bit of an effort to get there. And it's a bit undulating. And I'm not overly familiar with it. I haven't been there very often, but I know I've done a few runs in there on Leaf Erickson Trail. So I keyed in the where I was going to park and go for a run. And... The Leaf Erickson Trail is kind of like a carriageway that goes right through the middle of the park. So even with all the rain and everything else, the surface is not too bad. There's a lot of leaves and it's a bit rocky in there, but it's a bit like a fire track. So it's not, it doesn't get too bad. But then there's these other trails. There's one called Wildwood. It kind of zigzags through the whole forest and it's kind of on another layer to the, the bottom, the main trail. Okay. And so when I'm driving to park the car and I've gone through my map and it says the car park is like 700 meters down the road. But I, as I'm doing this, I pass another car park and I thought, oh, this must be it. I'll just go in here. <laughs> so, of course, I it the car park for Wildwood Trail and I think, oh, that's fine. I'll go up here and then it'll just drop down onto the other one. I'll be grand. But of course it doesn't. Oh, no. So, <laughs> So then I'm committed to running on the single track, soft surface trail, which would be and should be amazing in summertime when it's dried out. And I head on the friggin' Invincibles, which I know but all in the mud. The, the friggin' Invincibles is actually the full title of that running shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I was in trouble and I was listening to Padre Carrington on the podcast. The words of wisdom he was spitting out were very encouraging and they kind of, it was amazing. It made a lot of sense. And I think I was thinking, you know, everybody needs to listen to this episode. Um, because, and it made sense for me yesterday, because he said, you know, as we get older and we're used to doing everything at a certain level, that you realize that you still enjoy do- doing it, but you have to pull back a little bit and you have to look at things from different angles. So the whole time I'm thinking, you know, this is such a pain slipping around here. I can't run very fast. 
but it's actually really nice and I like it in here. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to coming back with some trail shoes and when the rain finally stops and I can get a grip on the place. It's because it was a lot, it's the best trail ever. So nice. Yeah, and I really so, noticed I think that, your and, pace and then, on like, that. I my know, pace I, must be slow. Yeah, like I spotted this on Strava and was, I even saw Sophie giving you a little bit of jip for it. <laughs> and <laughs> I just thought, was that you taking on board your own advice on the easy pace? Well, no, I was forced. I couldn't go any faster. I wasn't trying to go faster. <laughs> okay. But if I, were, if, I try, if I tried to go faster, I would have been flat on my arse with my legs in the air, <laughs> for sure. There's no doubt. <laughs> There was a few moments of spinning legs, you know, like the cartoon characters. And yeah, yeah, you see yeah. Your legs. Dust, dust going in the air. Well, well so no, I did. I did manage to stay on my feet, which was great. It was a success in that way. And so and I was still within my window of easy running. Yes. So it just shows that everybody, as much as we have room to improve and room to run fast, we also have room to slow down. Now, we don't have to run the slowest pace. But it just means that in your mind that you can rationalize with yourself that mm. you're never going slow enough. OK, well, listen, we have to go around the parishes in a moment, but I do want to come back to this and afterwards talk about exactly how you calculated these easy thresholds and short interval paces. And if people can do that using these various websites that allow you to throw in your most recent PB, your age and stuff and how how much you believe in those sites. So we'll come back to that in a moment. But first, we've got an awful lot of people out running around the parishes this week. Shout out to Rebecca Colloran, who ran the Poolbeg Park Run on Saturday. Rebecca, a Sligo woman abroad, Sonia, usually runs in Aberdeen, but was in Dublin for her hen party this weekend and got a great welcome at Poolbeg. She and her bridesmaids all enjoyed the course, even after the questionable hydration strategy the night before. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca would love to run the Larne half marathon and be in the squad but there's a slight timing conflict as it's very close to a prior commitment her wedding at the beginning of September I think that's all the more reason to run it Rebecca but anyway uh, I really hope she says she really hopes that we'll repeat the process this comes from uh, Emma and Abigail I guess her chiefsters her chief bridesmaids there uh, big shout out to Rebecca Colloran and and uh, Paul Brennan, who people may know as one of my pacers for the Breaking 20 attempt at Lee Valley. Well, he was out in Lee Valley again this week for the Camino, a 50k race. Uh, and he said here that he tried to run consistent. He was in, uh, in, the, in the top group of five uh, at about 22 miles. And would you believe it, Sonia, he went ahead and won the second thing. An unbelievable run at a pace <laughs> of 424 kilometers, uh, 50 kilometers in distance. Shout out to Paul Brennan, an absolutely epic performance this weekend. I think that's the run of the week. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, people who go out and run those ultra runs, that's really, Bananas. you know, I think to line up and to, you know, set yourself that target to do it is phenomenal. You know, to, I suppose people, because it's time, the time, it's the time to do that yeah. is the thing that's hardest to find. And, you know, time is so valuable to people to be able to give that up to do these ultra events. 
is yeah. amazing. And train for them. And, I mean, the training. And, and train for it. You can't just turn up and do it. You have to be prepared to do it. And I suppose, you know, everybody finds what they want to do and what they can do. And the thing is, if you slow down, you can definitely keep running for a longer amount of time. Hmm. And, um, yeah, so we're, I suppose we're all in that now. We're going for a half marathon. Some people have never run one before. Um, some people have done it but a while ago. Um, but it's all very achievable as long as you slow down and you do it at an achievable pace. And, um, you know, don't don't set the bar too high. We want to go out there, run and, and have fun. Yeah. I have this um, fellow here, Aidan O'Mahony, and he's in Jerusalem, in Israel. And he ran eight kilometers, um, which, um, you know me, I like to see people from far away and yeah. where they're running. And you're running close to the Peace Forest and the Jewish Quarter. But this actually stood out to me because um, I was down in northeast Portland, I think, on the weekend. I actually got to have a, a massage, which was really nice. Very nice. Um, Saturday that was lovely and um, I'm always when I go to a new place I'm always looking for a coffee shop or you know somewhere different to go and this thing came up and it was called Jerusalem Rose Market and um, so I went down there and I didn't get any coffee down there but they had this hummus and I wouldn't be a, a big hummus fan but you know if someone if it's homemade and traditional and authentic, you know, all yeah, of course. things that make, make you bite. Um, so I went in there and I was kind of hovering around and checking all these different type of things out. And I thought, right, I'll go for it. I'll get some of this hummus. But, oh my God, it was the best ever. Really? Like, oh my God, I've never had anything like it. I'm like, oh my God, why do I not live closer? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's so good. So now I'd be like, Cracking out of my way to go and uh, get this hummus. One more thing to add to my, uh, you know, destination. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get a link for that because I would just assume all hummus tastes the same. I want to give a quick shout out myself to Jantastic, who people will know who's been on here, who's jumped on to tell us about her trip to Kenya. She's again globetrotting again, Sonia. She's out in Manhattan at the moment and she did that famous run that you did recently, the 13 or 14 kilometres around Central Park. Just one of the most, must be one of the most beautiful, iconic runs to do, is it? Um, around Central Park, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it looks when you look at it, it's definitely it's a lovely run in Central Park, and you know you can go on the road or you can go on the. It's called the horse trail, the horse. Mm. Which I can't the horse and cart like, path, yeah. It's kind of a dirt path, and they have a word for it in America. I forget what they call it, but it's um where the horses go anyway. And you hope you're not going to meet any horses when you're running around there because. You know, it's always a bit nerve-wracking when you bump into horses. You where do you slow down and how you pass them? And you know, I've had a few <laughs> incidents with that. <laughs> where the people on the horse sometimes they can be on a high horse and and tell you where to go. Really? <laughs> or put you in your place. So, oh yeah, one day I came up behind these two women on a horse, and I was being very careful. I slowed down, and I, you know, and and they told me, you know, they basically told me to slow down. I'm like, well, what do you think? I've actually pretty much come to a stop here. And I'm trying to get around you casually yeah. <laughs> or carefully. And um, yeah, so I think, I suppose everybody is a bit wary when it comes to horses and how the horse is going to react. Mm. Um, well, maybe we don't realize how fast we're 
running and what you know how that comes into their eyes i'm not sure uh, and maybe people sitting on the horse are a bit nervous too yeah because horses around, so. are idiots like let's be totally honest uh they're they're one of the dumbest animals in the world i don't care <laughs> i just don't i remember stephen fry saying that uh you know a horse can walk by a bush seven days a week and each day be like well oh what was that what's that bush doing there i just i couldn't abide an animal like that and <laughs> i'm so wary of them um carl fleming didn't have to dodge any horses he was taking part in the sanctuary run 2022 in solidarity friendship and respect uh, in Fingal in Dublin this weekend fair play to you Carl for getting out there and to everybody who got out there to do the sanctuary run a big shout out to them and I hope they raised a ton of cash for a really good cause yeah the sanctuary runners are a great group and they've really integrated into all areas of society just through running and just connecting with different people I know they often run down in the Maradike at the Sonia O'Sullivan track and uh, they do their sessions down there and get some athletes to come along and give a session and I, I think I'm on list um, to come and do a session one time and you know I definitely will get to do that yeah. at some point um, when I'm back in Cork later this summer especially you know in the summer you can go later in the evening and it's still bright so there's so many more hours in the day and that's the real advantage I think to everybody you know starting out their running program in the summertime is that there's so many more hours in the day to play with whether it's early in the morning or late in the evening um we we all have that extra bit of time and to get into the routine you know before i suppose by august it'll still be right we're not we're not going to hit down so we'll we'll be good i think when you have more hours and finer clearer brighter days to to be able to get out there and, and enjoy it Tip of the week, 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 tip of the week. It's Sonia's tip of the week. Okay, well, Sonia, we need your tip of the week this week. And I guess the best place and the best thing to ask you for in terms of a tip of the week is establishing what these training paces should be. You mentioned it just before we went around the parishes, finding out what is your specific to you based on where you are in the training for where you are mantra what is your easy pace your threshold pace your interval pace can you explain to us uh, how you would calculate such a thing and also what the three mean yeah well there's you know you could go even further and you could have more levels of pace so i've simplified it down a little bit because we're only doing some runs and then you know we just have to manage it as we go along um but yeah there's lots of different apps and Calculate, calculators, pace calculators that you can input in, you know, your current fitness level. Um, there's one, the one I like to use, it, it's, it all, I think it all comes from Jack Daniels running pace calculators. Yes. But I was with Marcus O'Sullivan there recently and I was asking him some questions about training and, you know, how to find these paces and it's, the thing is, the, the calculators just a guide because everybody is different and you different type of athletes so they give you your training paces for different distance runs for different type of runs but and as an athlete some people will be more attuned to running longer and more steady pace 
and others will be able to run faster and at a shorter pace. So you sometimes have to determine if you're a more speedy runner or a more endurance runner and how you then manage that. And I mean, I suppose you don't really know that until, until you, give it you a go. run a race or you give it a go. And I did notice on some of the information that you had gathered from the different athletes on the program that many of them had fairly decent 5k times but it didn't really relate to their marathon time the half marathon one seemed to be way off hmm. and so probably probably you know the 5k indicate that they should be able to run much faster but the reason for that is that they're probably not running enough so everybody can go out there and give it a hard lash for 20 minutes yes or around 20 minutes it's not that far but when it comes to running a half marathon and you're running within an hour more than an hour and a half then things can start to catch up to you and you start dramatically because there comes a point where maybe you've started out too fast and you've just got to get to the finish and overcooked it so that's what we're going to try and do is to try and get people to a level where they know what pace they can do mm. for the whole distance and that's the threshold pace that we have that is typically your half marathon pace. So that will probably, for most people starting out, the paces that we set out now, if you're able to maintain the training and to do the longer runs and get through the threshold sessions, then you should be able to maintain that pace for a half marathon um, without too much stress. So that's what we'll be aiming for, to you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable at, you know, a a pace that's faster than normal running, um, but it's slower than your fast running. And you just find the balance there that you can maintain for a long period of time. Well, your line isn't brilliant all of a sudden, Sonia. And I have to say, I really do. The more I dig into half marathons and what half marathons are, given the fact that I didn't know what they were up to a year ago, uh, it seems like the perfect distance, does it not, Sonia? It, it just really feels like 26 miles is so long <laughs> that you would only ever be able to do two a year tops. But half marathon, you can really go for it if you train for it, to stay at that threshold level for the whole thing and then feel that kind of buzz afterwards rather than that thing that people who run marathons feel, which is, oh, Jesus, I'm going to need three to four weeks to recover from this. Yeah, the, the recovery from a half marathon is definitely a lot easier. It's probably because you can prepare really close to the distance and the time of the half marathon. Much easier than you can a marathon. Not many people can go out and run, you know, three to four hours mm. of running. In training. You know, from any weeks before. Yeah. In training. Mm. It's so when it comes to the event. Whereas the half marathon, you can pretty much get close. You can definitely get close to the time it'll take you when you're out training. And then when you're in the event, you, the pace increases a bit. So you're still on your feet for the same amount of time, even if going at a little bit faster pace. 
Yeah, the half marathon, the Terry's chocolate orange of running. I mean, nobody can really do a full one, but most of us could do half. <laughs> Give it a go. Come on over and join us. Come on this journey for the Irishman Running Abroad Half Marathon Challenge. And every week you can get double size episodes as we head over to Patreon now. Patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. We'll be joined by Neil Fusco and Ashley DeMaison, our team captains. We're going to talk a little bit more about the overarching plan. And we have our special feature at the end of each episode, the final kick, a four minute montage set to music that is designed to rinse that last bit from the tank on your run as you listen to this. There's also exclusive ex- episode notes and every single week you get XL interviews on a Sunday. This week, as Sonia mentioned, it's Porg Harrington. It's a t- nearly a two hour bumper episode and it is a banger. Come on over and join us and help support the show on patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress. 